0: Inside the Game brought to you by Raider Media.
1: Welcome once again to another episode of Inside the Game brought to you by Raider Media, another special edition podcast as we cover the Dakar Rally 2019 with Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, Stage 5, done and dusted before The all-important and much-needed rest day. We're back in Arequipa. We've joined up with Voldu van der Val. He hasn't been blacklisted yet, so he's here in person. Voldu, uh, nice to see you again.
2: Hi, Derek, and uh, thank you very much for that intro. I've had so many people ask me why I was blacklisted that um, I'm I'm beginning to think up um, stories because the, the reality is quite boring, actually. So if anybody has some good suggestions for stories of why I was blacklisted, please add them to the comments.
1: Okay, now that's a great idea. Uh, but just to recap, exactly why you couldn't make the trip uh, over to Tuckner.
2: Well, it turns out that I've been um, added to the team uh, structure as the official team liaison, and of course at the at the uh, uh, the marathon stage, no uh, team management or, or officials are allowed. So it was a simple case of, um, well, I couldn't go.
1: Okay, well, uh, we did miss you, but it was a nice little trip to uh, Tacna, but uh, we managed to make it back in one piece, and we're back in Arequipa, but it does feel like uh, we never left. Hannes, uh, I mean, it's been non-stop travel, as we always know.
3: How excited are you to relax tomorrow? Well, I'm just happy that uh, we've reached the halfway mark. You know, Reaching the race day is always a, a big milestone. And as I said to you guys this morning when we turned around and and started heading back uh, west again, that uh, we're literally going home now already. I know, it's still a long way away, but, but technically we, we are now heading home. We are. So we are going to venues we've already been. We're heading all
1: the way back to Lima. All roads lead to Lima as we head towards the finish of Dakar 2019, the second half of the race. Uh, and when we do begin stage six, which will be on Sunday, Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa will be in a phenomenal position in that they are leading the Dakar 2019. Nasser Alatia extending his lead today, Voldu, uh, with his second-place finish in Stage 5.
2: And Nasser had a absolutely stonking stage today um, but more importantly he drove a very measured stage as well um, showing the experience and maturity of Nasser. Um, he didn't push for a stage win he just wanted to bring the Hilux home in a, in a very good time which he managed to do um, and at the same time he extended his lead over Stefan Peter Hansel the man that's, uh, that's his biggest threat at the moment or has been so far in the race.
1: Okay, well, I caught up with Nasser immediately after he finished uh, the stage today. As Voldu mentioned, it wasn't it was about, it wasn't about uh, winning the stage. It was merely uh, keeping his position at the top of the leaderboard. And not only did he do that, he went on to extend his lead over Mr. Dakar. So let's uh, hear quickly from the Qatari.
4: Yeah, it was difficult, you know, marathon day, two days. And, uh, but okay, we did really good job. And I'm quite happy, you know, from the performance, our Toyota Helix. And... Uh, yeah, uh, today just we, we try to, to manage, you know, the speed and uh, not g- uh, going crazy, but okay, uh, to finish second today and to have a big lead now. And uh, yeah, uh, I am really quite happy, you know, I'm looking to have a good rest today. I can imagine. Now, and let's talk about the start this morning. Obviously, last night there was no
1: assistance, so, you know, to fix the cars up yourself. Um, how did that go uh, ahead of, of the start of the morning?
4: you know uh, yesterday we win the stage but really with the good speed and we we don't have really any damage any punctures you know yeah just we change uh, tires and we clean uh, windscreen and and we check everything you know it's everything uh, look good and uh, today you know just we decide you know to to have a good pace and uh, yeah i'm really quite happy and uh, proud of the teams and uh, Yes, uh, first week of uh, Dakar was very, very tough, but uh, we don't need to relax, you know, next week will be very, very difficult for everybody, and we need to have really good car, you know, for uh, next week, and yeah, I'm quite happy and thank for everybody.
1: I'm sure, and uh, talk us through that start this morning, the drag race, alongside Stefan.
4: Yeah, it, uh, it was nice, you know, but, you know, um, uh, the buggy is uh, still fast, you know, but, okay, it uh, doesn't matter, you know, if it's fast or not fast, uh, it's important, uh, you know, we have a good car, you know, just we need to, to finish this race, you know, Dakar, and uh, we need to win. And uh, what, what do you got planned for your race day? Good shower and sleep.
1: Okay, so a great shower and sleep, So Latias, looking forward to that. Now, it's also Saturday, so it's a rest day not only for drivers, navigators, but also the general public in general. And uh, joining us on the line, we're very lucky to have one Graham Daxbury, a motor racing legend, also a man who's been a long-time uh, partner of Toyota Zoo Racing South Africa. And uh, I just gave him a call about 20 minutes ago. I didn't pre-warn him, and uh, he's very kindly accepted as in his usual Dax fashion, saying, absolutely no problem, put me on. Um, Dax, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I hope we didn't wake you, but uh, how have you enjoyed the Dakar Rally from afar? We're used to having you alongside us uh, uh, here in South America, and you are sorely missed, but uh, you must be enjoying things nonetheless.
0: No, it's not possible. It's not possible to enjoy looking at a TV screen or at uh, your your iPad as much as it's actually being there. Um, so to, to, to compare the two is is is, uh, is impossible. Uh, I'd far prefer to be there. The rally has been fantastic. But before we get onto that, you know the the, the story about uh, Waldo being blacklisted. If you recall, last year it was the year before we arrived at a hotel, and Waldo had not paid the year before. I think it's something to do with the fact that he did not pay for the hotel last year, and that's why they've been very kind and they haven't put it in that way. They just said you owe the liaison. But the truth, is, didn't pay the hotel. Dux,
2: well, you have to admit that at least we caught up by paying for the hotel, albeit a year later, <laughs> but we did
0: pay at some point. I know. Dux. And it was me as well. Dux, <coughs> uh, yeah. what,
1: watching from afar, okay, granted, uh, it, has, it must have been tough for, uh, for you not uh, being uh, cl- up close with all the action. But, oh, wow, how impressive has NASA Letia and Mathieu Bommel been?
0: I think this has been one of the most exciting rallies I can ever remember. Um, you know, I think it was two years ago when NASA was really quick on day one and then day two, and then I think on day three is, is really, you know, went into a ditch. That was a rally that I thought we could win from the front. And then by last year, you know, I, I didn't think we could do it the same way. And this year, I guess the difference is right from the, from, from the get-go, I, I always felt that the Highlights was capable of winning. It's obviously a great pity that Janil and uh, Brinker are not there. But the car is obviously capable. NASA is obviously capable. And the minis are fairly quick. I mean, you, we, we can't say they're slow. And even with, with that, you've still got, what well, he's got a 24-minute lead now, um, it, which, which is a long way at this point. I know anything can happen, and I obviously appreciate that. But 24 minutes, the importance of that is that it allows NASA to drive more carefully. You know, there's a huge difference between driving on the limit and driving nine-tenths or eight-tenths. And eight-tenths means you just don't take those chances. And with a 24-minute lead, apart from really bad luck, I I, I think this is the year for for Glenn and, and the team of Toyota.
3: Ducks, from my side, I think that uh, Toyota is actually in a bittersweet situation. I mean, it's a, it's a pity that we don't have Janil and Bernard also in the top three or four or five, or uh, we might not see them on the podium this year. But they are back in the top ten as far as the start uh, position is concerned. So in the, they're in the perfect position to support NASA. So I think um, on the one hand, you know, it's sad that they're not there on the overall standings. But uh, if ever there was a perfect situation, it is now. So Nasser has got a 24, 25-minute lead. As you said, he can control it, and he's got the backup of the other two guys not far behind. And uh, so he can basically just pace it, uh, to hopefully, to the end now. I know it's, it's, it's still a long way to go, but it's a very good position to be in.
0: Yeah, as I say, it, it is a very good position because you can be that much more careful. The other two will help him. And, you know, yes, you're not going to see them on the podium, was it's highly unlikely to see them on the podium. But I think that Glenn, the Toyota team would take a win over a second and third as well, the as, boat. You know what I'm saying? A win's a win. A win's what people are going to remember. And, you know, it's been, what, this is now year eight. Um, so, you know, it's taken eight years to get there. I don't know how many seconds. I think we've had two seconds or three seconds in the, in the seven years up until now. And then obviously thirds and fourths. And this is a proper win. You know, it's not one of these wins where, um, but sorry, we haven't won it yet. Don't give me to get ahead of myself. But the position he's in is not because everybody else has fallen out. He's fighting with one of the greatest drivers, Peter Hansel. And you know, if it was three or four minutes. I still believe that Peter Hansel, you know, is more conservative. But 24 minutes—that's a long way now.
1: Dax, you move in fairly influential and important circles, especially when it comes to the motor racing community, and. I know from covering sporting events uh, throughout uh, the world that when teams start doing well, interest back home obviously is on the app. Um, Have you gauged that? I mean, what's interest like back in South Africa? Are more people following on a daily basis? I mean, we've known from our numbers back here that we've seen a definite interest when it comes to the Dakar Rally 2019, more so than in past years. Um, Have you picked that up uh, in your chats and dealings uh, with the motor racing community?
0: Well, yeah, not just the motor racing community, but for the general community, because obviously I'm back at the office and therefore I'm speaking to customers, I'm speaking to to, you know, other members of, of, of the company. And the funny part of it that's really come across is not only that Toyota's winning, but how unhappy everybody is or sad that Janil has dropped out. That, that is what has come about far more. I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody knew that Janil had support. But before they say, oh, it's great that Toyota's winning and so on, it's what a pity Janil's dropped out. So, yes, they're following it very closely, but that's it. And Internationally as well, you know, if you just follow various Twitter feeds and so on, one particular person I'm thinking about is Tiffany Dell, who has sort of had a whole number of tweets about how fantastic it is the coverage, the the television coverage, and just what what the beginning of the year, the beginning of the year is Dakar time, and I think worldwide that is something very important and 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 huge. So yeah, for South Africa to be in a position to potentially win this one is is good for all of us.
2: Uh, Ducks, just to change tack for a moment, you obviously have a lot of experience um, in your past life as an endurance racer yourself, and obviously different surfaces and completely different world to what these guys are doing. But the reality is that they have to complete stages that take them three, four, sometimes five hours to get through. Um, And as an endurance racer yourself, you've got the experience of having to do long stints behind the wheel. And I've often wondered, how do you stay as Janil would say, concentrated. How do you concentrate for that long and not make mistakes?
0: You know, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I've done endurance racing, but nothing like this. Um, to be uh, on the liaison stage for two three hours and then to be racing for five hours, uh, it, it's incredible. But, you know, I think that when the adrenaline kicks in and we keep on hearing this, if you ever watch GP and the guy, breaks his leg and is back on the bike three weeks later or two weeks later. And it's the adrenaline that kicks in. And I think that you're concentrating. And, you know, if you, if you think about it, if you're driving, let's say, a long distance, to Cape Town, for example, the most dangerous time is when there's nobody around and you're just driving sort of slowly. That's when you go into a sleep mode. Whereas when you're concentrating because there's cars, there's traffic, that's when you don't make mistakes. Now, you know, to drive at these speeds over those distances Every meter has got to be analyzed and looked at. So it's tiring, but you don't fall asleep and, but your concentration stays up because basically that's what you're doing. you're, you're, you're constantly being, the adrenaline is coming through, the energys coming through, and that's, uh, that, that's how you manage to get through such incredibly long periods of time driving.
1: Dax, you mentioned the disappointment back home regarding the performance uh, of Jeanle. Uh, but as you mentioned, the consummate professional, Glynn, drummed at home, the fact that he will be the support driver now uh, as they try and help uh, Nasser Alatia to the finish line, hopefully in first place. Uh, again, caught up with him straight after today's stage. Uh, they started right at the back, uh, him and Dirk van Zitzewitz, and they passed plenty and plenty of cars. Um, it was a very good day for them. Uh, yeah, so let's hear from one of South Africa's favourite uh, sons.
5: It was tough. It was a hard day. Um, It's hard to, uh, you know, start so far back and uh, driving all the dust. It's just terrible, you know, all the trucks. uh, To pass them is a a real nightmare. You really have to be patient. I mean, I don't know how many times we had to stop dead just to wait for the fish-fish to settle and uh, so we can carry on. But anyway, at least we, uh, you know, we, out of the... The worst, and we—I think—we're back in the, the top ten, so uh, that it'll it'll be better from uh, uh, day six onwards. What was it like this morning, uh, having to
1: start off uh, knowing that you had to look after the cars overnight? Uh, a little bit daunting.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we knew we had to look after the car, and I I just didn't want to get here too uh, too late, so I made sure that we didn't take any chances and. Um, you know, it's very important to get uh, to get close to NASA again, and at least we're out of the out of the dust and out of the uh, the worst. You know, so um, we uh, we need to support him. Um, he's got a good lead, to us, so uh, we'll try our best to see what we can do for the team.
1: And uh, what do you got planned for the rest day?
5: Take a bit of a rest.
1: Yeah, take a, a bit of a rest. He certainly will, as will the rest of the competitors, uh, navigators, drivers, uh, not so the mechanics or engineers, etc. They've had their rest day during the marathon stages. They'll be working uh, throughout to make sure that those three Hilux vehicles are ready for action come Sunday and Stage 6. Uh, a, a key word that has been mentioned throughout uh, the, the last couple of days is the word fish-fish. And uh, Dax, you were pretty up close and personal with the stuff um, over your many travels to South America for the Dakar Rally. Um, I mean, geez, that stuff is—it can be a killer.
0: Yeah, The you know, fish, fish, best way of describing is talcum powder. So if, if, if you were driving along and there was just tons of talcum powder, that's what it's like. And when Janil says you've got to come to a to a stop, that is is You cannot see at all. It fills the car, the interior of the car. I mean, literally, you can't see the front of the car. And you just got to wait for it to settle. And because it's so tiny and so light, it takes longer to settle. Of The danger of that, as Janil said, it, you know, it's not only right, he's stopping so he doesn't drive into anybody else. The problem for it is that maybe there's a truck or a bike or a car behind who doesn't know that he's stopped and drives into him. And it's very, very difficult to, uh, to drive through fish fish. So what Janil did, that was probably one of the most difficult days of any of the decors he's ever done yesterday.
3: Dux, you, uh, you heard Janil was quite relieved to say that he's made it back into the top 10 for his starting position for the next stage and so on. So, obviously, driving at the back there in the field uh, with all the other cars and bikes and trucks around you is very, very dangerous. I spoke to some of the other competitors, some of the other South Africans here, and uh, they were telling the story of how terrible it is to sit at the back and, and, and drive in that fresh, fresh day after day after day, and obviously now... Um, the cars are also mixing it up with the trucks. So, if you start 80th or 90th on the road, you start behind 30 odd trucks in front of you. That makes the fish fish even worse. So, uh, I think <laughs> unless you've seen it, I don't think people can really understand how bad it really, really is. So, uh, yeah, for our guys, I'm glad that they're back into the top 10 where it's hopefully less of a problem and, and, and more safe.
0: It's safer and, and, and better in every respect. I mean, as I would say, to be, to be in the top 10, I think is maybe, it, it's not that he's in the top 10 that's the most exciting thing. It's he's out of most of the dust. That's the point. And also, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that the first 10 people all leave at three-minute gaps, whereas after 10, it's every two minutes and then eventually it gets down to one minute. So when he started at the back, he had a huge number of cars. Now he's got, you know, let's say he's 10th uh, he's got nine in front, but that's 30 minutes difference. That gives us a lot, a lot better opportunity. I also think that tomorrow, when they start again, I, I, I think that there's less fish, fish on this particular uh, stage than there was yesterday. I may be wrong on that one, but I think it's been, you know, there's a bit of an improvement going back to um, towards Lima. So
1: this morning, when we're leaving Tacna, uh, we stopped for for breakfast. Myself, Ray, and Hannes, uh, we're staying in the same hotel as uh, all the drivers and navigators, and uh, we're sitting having breakfast with Janil. And uh, Bernard in Brunker. And Bernard was sitting there. He, he wasn't too aware of where he'd be starting. He was hoping to get a special seating. And Janil came to give him the news. Listen, you know that we haven't been reseeded. And we are going to start right at the back. Um, uh, Bernard was absolutely shocked. And he, he just said, well, that means that we've got a hell of a lot of work uh, in front of us. So, And work him and Zavip and Pinsiri certainly did do, and this year is what he had to say uh, after finishing the stage.
6: <laughs> uh, today was an amazing day. This was a really daka stage. It's incredible. Uh, starting as uh, car number 71, I passed today. 62 cars. It was incredible. This, this was really, this was a really amazing. No, but we had a great stage, and uh, we pushed very hard, to be honest, because I want to drive in the top 10, because uh, for the second week, uh, uh, I want to have maximum three minutes. And uh, no, we, we did really well. Xavier uh, did really well, uh, the Toyota brings us back home at the, at the rest day, it's really great. Brilliant, and uh, we've got a rest day tomorrow, what do you plan on doing for that? <laughs> what I plan to do is uh, sleep as long as possible, eat a good steak, Relax and talk with the mechanics about everything what they must repair because the car is uh, really uh, he needs really a 100,000 kilometer check. <laughs> no, but this uh, no, we're gonna relax, uh, talk with the mechanics, talk with the guys, and uh,
1: and do uh, prepare everything uh, for the next week. Was it daunting uh, starting today, given the fact that you had no assistance last night, uh, that you had to be confident in your mechanic skills uh, heading into the stage?
6: Yeah, but we had a T4 on the, on the, on the track, and uh, they helped us with the clutch, and uh, the rest we did by ourselves. And uh, yeah, but after 50k, you have the feeling, okay, everything uh, feels good, and uh, let's uh, let's push, and uh, we push everything every time more, more, more. And now uh, the car feels good, and uh, we believe in ourselves.
1: Yeah, no offence to Peru, but uh, Bernard's definitely going to have to travel far and wide if he's going to find a a very good steak. Uh, It's not really the home of great steaks. If he's looking for ceviche, he'll certainly find that. But uh, another great performance uh, from Bernard in Brinker today. And Ducks last year... Bernard making his debut for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa at the Dakar Rally. And he really was the revelation of the rally, winning one of the stages, Fiambala no less. And I mean, I know that you are mightily impressed with not just his performance, but him as a person too.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he, he was the revelation of the, of the event last year. Um, and it was very interesting to see because he had also a very experienced uh, navigator last year as well which certainly helped him. And I mean, he was right there, you know, I mean, had every opportunity of finishing second. I don't think he would have beaten Carlos. And then what was it, The second last day that, um, the gearbox went, if I, if I remember correctly, the end, no bearing went on the engine. Um, and it was, it was well, it was the last day, but it was, you know, the Saturday was the final and it was on the Friday that he stopped. So it was, it was very sad for him. And he was a gentleman about it completely. And, uh, obviously very disappointed, but, um, a very nice person, very solid, and a great person to have in the team all round.
1: Yeah, certainly so. Uh, Dax, uh, wrapping up now, predictions for the second and final week of uh, Dakar 2019?
0: I don't think you're going to see much. Look, anything is possible, but without disaster, I, I, I really think that Nasser is in an extremely strong position. Um, Peter Hansel, the way he'll play it, I, I, we all know him. He's won it so many times now. And he'll be very cautious and carry on. He's got to have his 24-minute deficit, maybe brings it back to 20 minutes. And close enough that if something happens to NASA, he can win it. But I don't think he's going to take any chances. And then really it's a question of who's going to finish after that. And I think the, the, the revelation this year, the surprise for me, has been the performance of Sebastian Loeb in the privateer uh, future. You know, I don't think anybody expected him to do as well as he's doing as a privateer.
2: Uh, Dux, I have one more question for you. Um, You, last year, towards the end of the race, you suddenly suffered massive pangs of FOMO and found yourself on an airplane jetting over to South America. If, if, and we're all hoping for it, we find Nasser in the lead with one or two stages to go, Uh, shall I warm up the Prado and come and pick you up at the airport?
0: (laughs) You know, let me tell you, there'd be no debate about it except for the fact that I'm going to Daytona uh, where Fernando Alonso is driving in Wayne Taylor's car and so I leave on the Monday uh, for that weekend which is going to be a really really great week but you know that doesn't mean to say that I can't do Daytona and Dakar this year.
1: I was going to say it's a short chip and a putt between North America and South America. I reckon uh, yeah, we might just see a, a Graham Duxbury heading his way over to Lima
3: <laughs> Okay.
0: Enjoy, guys.
3: Cheers, Dax. Good chatting to you as always.
1: Thanks, Dax. Really, really appreciate you waking up early uh, for this unexpected call, but uh, joining us uh, nonetheless. And it was... Uh, always great uh, having you on the line, and hopefully we will see you over on in South America in a couple of days' time, celebrating NASA Alatia's victory in 2019. Uh, a final word from Ray Hapst, who's been holding on uh, to the relaxing side. He made his debut on the podcast last night, and our listenership levels went up by tens. Uh, so we certainly want to increase that. Uh, final thoughts, Ray? Well, it's only um, 12. Well, 11.30 at night and uh, we still got a TV show to go. So luckily we got the podcast out of the way now. Waldo's um, still got some press releases to do. And yeah, we, we've still got a long night ahead of us. Yeah, we certainly do, and luckily it's a rest day for us tomorrow as well as far as the podcast is concerned, so you won't get uh, anything from us tomorrow, but the TV show will still go out. Remember, you can catch it on Supersport 20 past 10 every night uh, before the main Dakar show airs. And uh, wrapping up all the action and reaction from Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, Voldu, thank you so much, Hannes, thank you. Ray, thank you, and a big, big thank you to Graham Daxbury joining us on the line from South Africa. We'll see you after stage six. Enjoy the rest
0: day. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game. Brought to you by Raider Media.